Warning, warning, brave Andid. Climb the castle and meet King Sad Guy and fight the dragon of Fak Mountain. Good luck. Hello everyone, welcome back to Discovering SCP as me, Among Us Man. <laughs> Uh, we're back with a special guest today, Uranium Empire. Hi. Hello, Uranium Empire. What an episode to get you on. Uh, the episode post-fame. Your defining work. <laughs> the aftermath of the vent incident. <laughs> this is part one of your apology tour. <laughs> I have... I've, I've already given my so, apology. So there's, already a... there's already an apology on the channel, all purpose for any... any I, have, I have a story about that. the fucking Among Us SCP. I have my own personal vendetta, because on, on last week on Monday, we were supposed to record, because we have to get certain episodes out by Wednesday. But Tan was like, oh, hey, can I have today off? And I was like, oh, something must have happened to him at work. He must, he must be upset. Okay. Even though my tomorrow is super busy, and I have to sacrifice sleep and I have to squeeze everything together to make it work. I'll do it for Tan's sake because he's my friend. No, he was just writing the stupid fucking Among Us SCP. That's what that was. <laughs> I was overtaken by a fever. The pure rage I felt for about 15 seconds before I was like, alright, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, one hit, it's... <laughs> Tanoni, I don't know what gets into it, but like the only person who could be angry about a this SCP is he, he decides to pick like three weeks a year, and he's like, "I'm gonna write an SCP like every second of my life for those three weeks," and then he's like, "I'm done." He's like, "I mean, I t- yeah, I totally get that because there's works that like I've done that like I just think this work is writing itself. I don't have any say in that, mm-hmm. but like usually they're not among us SCPs." <laughs> I was dead to it. I, I had to. <laughs> that was incredibly <laughs> sus of you, Tan. I know. I thought of that one myself. It was well. You, you didn't realize that I was the imposter when I said I had to <laughs> take the day off. Oh, Anyways, man. should I like properly introduce myself now? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Go probably. Now that we've got it's through the mongoose portion of the podcast, I'm Uranium Empire. I am uh, a. I guess uh, 70 plus pages counts as prolific now. So I guess I'm a prolific author on SCP. Uh, I am a moderator for some goddamn reason. Uh, I'm actually kind of a friend of Darnell's. Like, I've known him, like, uh, I knew him back in, like, 2016, 2017. Yeah, hidden backstory. Uh, Yeah, that's... I was a much different person. (laughs) Same! It was... Oh, the memories. I showed Tan the character sheets from back then. That was a mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked Darnell's British character. <laughs> oh. Very realistic. Very realistic. He played soccer. Um, no, that was... A, indeed, uh, I believe you were the one, or someone on that server, showed me my first ever SCP, which was Dragon Snails. And I remember, I thought it was weird at the time that superpowered abilities were called anomalous, but I didn't think much of it. And I later found out that both you and Tan are apparently incredibly big deals on this place called SCP, and no one told me. I was simply well, ignorant. The funniest thing is that, like, back then, I wasn't, like, a big deal. I had, like, two surviving pages, mm-hmm. um, like, neither of which were series one. And then, like, I came back uh, after I finished college, and... Um, 
you know, I just woke up in a fugue state, my hands covered in blood, and like my author page built like a monument to death and decay for me. Fugue state. I love it. I love it. Same for everyone. Indeed. So we're very, very excited to have you on. Um, it is our pleasure to have you. And without further ado, Tanhoney, how many SCPs do you have for us today? We have one. Two, three. I didn't clap intentionally that time to give the new twist to the podcast. Okay, so three classic SCPs. <laughs> yeah, three, three SCPs. Um, for once, it is just SCPs. No tails, no shark punching centers, nothing. All right. I don't believe you, but why don't you toss us that first link, buddy bucko? Yeah, it's... You know, you say so you have three one... SCPs, and they're probably mine, but like knowing what I wrote, that's... That's not saying a lot. I'm, I'm going to click the link and you're going to hop out of the monitor and punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one here is SCP-3721. And this is an uh, obsolete weapon system by Uranioppa. Let's get into it. Item number. SCP-3721. Object class Keta. Oi, dash three, slash three, seven, two, one. That's a theta. Classified. Oh. <laughs> That's, it's pronounced. It's okay. Tan Tan Honey, like... He can't read Roman numerals either. Do you want me to describe what this means? Yes. Please, please. please okay, do. so in the context of like theta U, that's supposed to mean theta unsealy, which is like this like side lore thing I've developed about like non-sapient... Um, computer systems mm. that like handle like anomalies that would fuck up sapient systems that were apparently developed to contain an SCP-001 that I haven't written. So like hyper, so like hyper good computers don't that don't use AI so that they it's can't be corrupted that. by shit that would corrupt people. Well, you'll see. Am I on the right track with that? Nope. Uh, nice. My internet cut out for a second. I'm in the darkness and I hear nothing. I reach out in my oh, yeah. arms. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, I can't pronounce the thing that's underneath the picture here. Um, give it a try. Hochleistungrechenzentrum Stuttgart. That means high-powered computing center, Stuttgart. Hell yeah. Wait, what's Stuttgart? Nice. Where the SCP-1 is located. Stuttgart is a city in Germany. Oh, nice. Alright. Special containment procedures. With the conclusion of the Vita on Sealy project, resources formally allocated to SCP 3721 1 study are to be permanently allocated towards its containment. Dash 1 is surrounded by a Faraday yes! cage. Yes! Faraday cage returns! It's back, baby! I've been waiting for a Faraday cage for <laughs> so long. It's incoming radio waves. To this end, Mobile Task Force Theta 18 Anti-Semitics Division, uh, formerly MTF Theta, has been tasked with sabotaging as- associated Obscura Corps communication stations they discovered. So I don't believe we've um, actually read an Obscura Corps article on the podcast before. So, uh, oh, we have not. Donnell, what do you think that, that So about? I'm going to use my 3000 IQ brain right now. So I know Obscure means to hide, and I know Core tends to mean like soldiers. So I'm assuming there's some kind of group... That wants to obscure knowledge. Am I correct? <laughs> uh, I'm a bit too literal. 
Yeah. I guess you could say I'm kind of a genius. No big deal. I'll see if my uh, prediction is proven correct in this article, mayhaps? Sure. As a precautionary measure, misleading radio ports have been transmitted to Dash 1 on a constant basis. Due to the nature of the... Oh, wasn't there a similar... There was a similar thing in the past too, right? I I feel like there was something that we read that also did that. Is that related to that thing, or am I misremembering? Donald, we're on episode 53. You're going to have to be more specific. There was one... Uh, that was written by, by um, oh god, I can't remember. There was one I remember it though. It was like it was like a, a machine that that did paper clips or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was no, the same Cassius episode of that. that one. And they had the yeah, and they had to send it shit about like how Russia was still happening good or whatever. I think you've mixed like, together several SCPs though. I oh, might no. have. I think yeah, that one's like Dead Hand. That's by Kalanen, and this is actually kind of inspired by both Dead Hand and um, the piece that was also inspired by Dead Hand, Star Wars. Ooh, I cannot believe Star Wars was written inspired by the SCP wiki. That is truly Incredible. amazing. The, the reach of the wiki is... No, I'm kidding. I, I assume that's the name of an article. Yeah, 1514. Nice, nice. I don't know if we've read that one, Tan, have we? Uh, I believe we did. Uh, due to the late trim location of Dash 2, containment is focused on misdirection and prevention. As such, several Foundation-owned transmission stations are to monitor Dash 2's movements. Misinformation transmissions are to be beamed from all stations where Dash 2 is currently visible, with a below 25% veracity overlap to those transmitted to SCP-1. Foundation... My, my ability to speak English is deteriorating rapidly. Foundation assets are to work with civilian space programs to reduce debris within Dash 2's flight path and, present, and prevent collisions with mundane satellites. Areas targeted by Dash 2 would be sprayed with aerosolized amnestics, and abnormal cover story 10, Meteor Strike, is to be disseminated into news media. Due to the severity of Dash 2's strikes, the gaslight protocol is recommended for direct witnesses. And that uh, links, of course, to a tale, which uh, we will not get to today, but uh, maybe later. A description and decryption and analysis of the SCP's novel transmission systems are Kappa-level priorities. All right, so so to recap, so we I see one in the image, and based on the description, I assume that's like the room or the radio where all the equipment is, like the the thing that scans the for stuff proper. But what is we don't know what dash two is yet, right? Not yet. We no. just know uh, the things we do to it. Yeah. Okay. So my guess is that one is like because what what was this article called again? Like weapons system something. Obsolete weapon system. Obsolete weapon system. So my this my... weapon. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, as an aside, this article was called "So Many Things in Development," some of which relate to like things later in the article. So maybe I'll get to them like after we're done reading this. Nice, nice. So my current prediction, which is probably way off, is that. Dash one is the like the thing that runs the systems, and dash two is like. Uh, some sort of like satellite that could like destroy the world or cause major damage and they have to do shit to make it think that it doesn't need to go off now because it's like out of control that is going to be my guess for now i'm locking that in okay deal or no deal all right description the scp consists of a spotter device device that's one and a rudimentary satellite i so nervous and do you need to like pat yourself down with a handkerchief or something? <laughs> Shut up. I think Which... he's put off because like Cactus was like threatening him in our channel earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he's... Dan's very over my shoulder. 
<laughs> yeah. He gets belligerent when he's drunk on power. <laughs> and rudimentary satellite dash two, so you were right there, Donnell, uh, which composed a kinetic bombardment system developed by Ananabe Obscura Corps for long range strikes against the Allied powers. Recovered documentation suggests its designs were reworked from a previously existing device. However, all records pertaining to such a device appear to have been destroyed. So, uh, a little more context on Obscure Accord there. That's a World War II thing. So, uh... Ah! I'm gonna guess it was, in that case, that there's some sort of organization. Because I know there's a common uh, sort of thing that goes on with World War II where it's, like, X country was secretly trying to use, find, like, magic or anomalous shit to, like, get the advantage in the war. And I'm gonna assume that was what that was. Like, they were looking for opportunities to use... Uh, powers to turn the tides. And based on against the Allied powers, I'm going to assume this was probably used by Germany? Nazi Germany? Would be my first guess. He's done it. It could have been Japan as well. But um, that, that would just know. be my, my first guess. What? The name? It's a German name. <laughs> oh yeah! Duh! <laughs> See, this is... this is <laughs> not very smart. <laughs> I don't know. World War II was fucking messy. It was. It was very messy. Especially when you've got crazy magic weapon systems. Dash 1 is a series of mainframe computers connected to an array of printers and esoteric radio equipment. Much of the wiring is redundant or obsolete. Additionally, exposed wiring, improper cooling systems, and the structure of the clay has rendered maintenance unsafe. Despite extensive signs... did you say decay? Decay. I said decay. That's not what I heard with my ears. With my despite, ears. Despite extensive signs of wear and vandalism, <laughs> Dash 1 remains functional. I've just been bullied on my own podcast today. I know. I'm so sorry, buddy. Do you... <laughs> uh, Dash 1 processes information okay. relating to geopolitical events and uses such information to instruct Dash 2 on when to fire. Ambient radio transmissions are analyzed, compared to Dash 2's movements, and selectively passed over at Dash 1's discretion. Additionally, surviving documentation suggests Dash 1 controls a binary setting that inflicts a continuous sense of pain in Dash 2 when activated. Oh, so it's like actually able, capable of like feeling, or at least pain anyway. I don't know about the total spectrum of emotions. That's actually interesting. Does that mean it's like a living thing? Ooh. Or is it just like a hyper-advanced AI? <laughs> the, the evil writer laugh, I know it well. <laughs> Movements, communications, and actions are automatically recorded by Dash 1. However, recordings are encrypted through a series of non-deterministic cycle patterns. 86 distinct patterns have been identified, with shifts occurring between 38 to 141. Yeah, I said that right. Second intervals. To date, only pattern 19 has been decrypted. We've got a little image here of an aftermath of a uh, strike here in 1943. Doesn't look like a good time. Dash 2 is a cylindrical satellite in asynchronous orbit with Earth. Dash 2's surface is covered in an array of ceramic panels, most of which have been either broken off or been reconstituted in order to repair internal systems. Something I, I do like here is um, all the details on how old this shit is. It's getting all fucked up. Mm-hmm. God, that was my favorite part to write, I think. Because it's like, you, you get a lot of this, like, oh, it was here 10 million years ago, and it looks like it's brand new. <laughs> But it's like Wait, technology. Something? Hold on, hold on. Can no, I, no, I, that's the example of something else. It's not 10,000 years old. Okay, yeah, yeah I, got, I got confused. I was like, wait, hold on. Ceramic panels, that, like... Though, yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
No, it's like, I'll say that the fact that they're like beginning to decay um, is significant at the very least on a thematic yeah. level. So and that's the... that's regarding the uh, the satellite itself, or, or the SCP itself, rather? Both of them. Underneath Dash 2's frame is a series of mechanical arms that assist in operations. When Dash 2 was first launched, it had been fitted with an internally adjustable thrust system, self-repair equipment, a magazine containing six tungsten poles, and a vestigial radio receiver. Despite this, Dash 2 cannot interpret radio signals crossed out. Yes, it can. See decrypted communication locks. As expected of long-term low-Earth orbits, Dash 2 has suffered extensive wear, which is attempted to repair with surrounding space debris. As noted above, Dash 2 is almost entirely reliant upon Dash 1 for guidance. It cannot perceive any object further than 30 metres from its position. Firing is managed by Dash 2 and involves breaking ammunition out of orbits. Kinetic energy loss is kept at a minimum through the aerodynamic design of ammunition, resulting in a significant amount of force upon impact. Should Dash 2's magazine be empty or its structural integrity be sufficiently compromised, it will actively search for orbital debris with which to reconstruct itself. Otherwise, Dash 2 will fire if its flight path takes it over a suspected population centre, regardless of nationality. Ooh, that's not good. History. The SCP's existence was first theorised on 09-11-1943. That's a significant date there. This means... November 9th. Right, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> my uh, head canon is that the Foundation is a British organization, mm-hmm. so they date things as the British do. You know, I can't, I can't really say anything because I was... failed to read it in the British way, even though I am in England right now. It, it's interesting to me because that implies that they only found out about its existence 13 days before that strike in the picture. Like, just about two weeks. Oh. Pretty interesting. And I'm wondering if it's maybe it was like charging up the strike or whatever, and that's what gave it away, or if it was just extremely good timing or bad timing, depending on how you view it. Um, uh, following a series of kinetic strikes against together. Stuttgart, Nuremberg, Weimar, and Berlin. So I think it's resultant. Mm-hmm. Although the Foundation believed it to be the work of an allied eigenweapon, which I believe is a, a sort of an anomalous weapon there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's basically SCP speak for country get. Magic, magic gun, space gun. I will. I will admit there are a lot of SCP terms and organizations mentioned so far that my small brain can't comprehend yet. But I, I think I'm trucking along. Well, you see, Berlin is a, is an actual place. I know. <laughs> 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 wow, Germany's real. I was on like Kirby and ARD's podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, hey, we might get off topic um like because because those two have a lot of chemistry mm. <sighs> wow yeah we get I've, off topic a lot i'm yeah, so I've not sorry listened to the podcast yeah i need to give it a listen yeah yeah object class podcast is a really good podcast my episode isn't out yet so it's not a really great podcast but oh um, i see but like, yeah, you two have like a lot of chemistry. Like, well, one, one, I, I, I like to think of it the same way, like uh, that in which we bonded because I used to role play with Tan, and I feel like once you've embarrassingly role played with someone, you like see into their soul a little bit, and uh, there's no going back from that. And then once, the you've, podcast once you've is played inevitable. Atlantis Grail War, <laughs> yeah, podcast is inevitable. 
That's how all that's how all good role playing relationships end in podcasts. Although the Foundation believed it to be the work of an Allied Eigen weapon, Foundation intelligence was unable to confirm the source of the attacks until March of 1945. MTF Feta, Hole in the Wall, confirmed the SCP's existence on 06-03-1945, following a raid on the obscure cause Dresden offices. Capture was authorised on 1904-1945, though efforts to secure SCP-3721 were met with difficulties as a result of Stuttgart's occupation and interference from the American Supernatural Containment Initiative, or ASCII. So is I think that this is the related first time... to. Yeah, I I've never heard ASCII, but I know about U I U whatever it was called the other one. Yeah, that's like the FBI one. So ASCII is sort of like I, I'm not sure if it's the case in this article, but it was in a lot of canons. It's sort of one of the Foundation precursor groups that later did like join up with yeah. others. <laughs> ASCII in this canon, yeah, they like predate the Foundation. But there is no coexistence. Uh, mm-hmm. The UIU and the Foundation basically like feud with each other until uh, the ASCI passes out after it holds its breath too long. Translation: um, It runs out of funding. Oh rip! Um. Also, <laughs> ASCII isn't that a computer thing or something? <laughs> yeah. You got him. yeah, I'm hip. That's interesting to me. It's just a small one was finally secured by the Because thinking about some of them for some SCPs, because some are very simple. It's like put it in a room, right, and like lock the room, and then some are like, all right, so you got to pour water, and you have to have the hydrostatic magnetism, and you also have to play the fucking Beastie Boys on repeat, or else it'll break out and phase through the wall. And it's like, how do they come up with that shit for the more complicated ones? So it's kind of interesting to get a little timeline on how long it took. Three days before they figured out what they had to do. Very interesting to me. Oh. Analysis of recovered documentation. The majority of documentation comes from the raid of the Obscura Corps dressing offices, as well as evidence procured by former Obscura Corps clerical aide Daniela Hayden during the Nuremberg trials. Development began in 1940 following the failure of the Aggregate Technically, two program. Um, it's the Aggregate yep. 2 Prime program. Like, I... I uh, I didn't... Yeah, the Aggregate so... 2 was... Oh, sorry, go ahead. The Aggregate 2 is a real missile program, um, and the Aggregate 4 is what's responsible for the infamous uh, V2 missiles that the Nazis loved doing long-range mm. war crimes at. Oh, shit. I feel I feel so bad that you have to deal with us because Tan and I are really stupid. We don't know anything. <laughs> we can't even read no, the no. Right. Uh, this is fun though. I'm very intrigued as to where this is going with this article. I uh, please continue, Tan Honey. The SCP's development was split between obscure core aerospace and biology divisions, headed by Doctors Wilfried Ackerman and Eva Zellweger, respectively. There's a little footnote here. Uh, who, so Zellweger was a Swiss neuroscientist on loan from the University something, of Bessel. Something. Both divisions were assisted by an unnamed. Yeah, I was going to say something, something, something joke about Attack on Titan because Ackerman. Oh, I'm you, so witty. Yeah, you're witty. <laughs> Both divisions were assisted by an unnamed engineer, Obscura Gore, but budget reports lack associated consultation expenses that worked on a precursor device. The Obscura Corps' aerospace division focused primarily upon the launch capabilities of Dash 2, along with the weaponization of existing systems. 
While initial engine designs were based on Von Braun's A3, later drafts would take a more esoteric approach to fueling. Ultimately, engine design would be outsourced to the biology division. That's never a good sign. Uh, meanwhile, plans to resupply Dash 2 with ammunition on a bi-monthly basis were considered. It's funny but never you say that because uh, Dolphin Slugchugger, a really good author on the wiki, and um, if not a personal friend and a personal acquaintance, I like to think I'm her friend. Uh, it's friend. It goes by mm-hmm. it. Um, noticed that line during drafting too, and thought, "Oh shit! Oh god." Well, I gotta say, I don't know if we've read one of Dolphin Slug Chugger's articles, but that is the, one of the best usernames I've ever heard. That is so funny. They're very good at using... It's very good at usernames. Alright, Tanhoney, please continue. The Biology Vision's primary objective was the development of a target identification system. To prevent appropriation by the Allied powers, a two-factor system manned by effectively sentient controllers was proposed. In effect, this took the form of an esoteric engine composed of beryllium bronze and human brain tissue. So I also believe we haven't mentioned beryllium bronze. We, we have a the, thousand times this is because... The, the you, 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 yeah. I say it every time. You, because you based Guinevereum off of this, and you originally mentioned that to me when we were doing our, like, write your own SCP thing, and then we've since encountered beryllium several times, and every time you're like, so I don't know if you know this, Darnell, but beryllium bronze, is, it's kind of something, it's SCP exclusive, you might not get this. I never described it in any more detail. It's, yeah, it's funny, I love it. The first of these engines were built and implemented on 06-10-1943. Dash 2's launch, footnote, uh, assisted by a Proto A4 engine, was overseen by Dr. Ackerman on... Na- on November the, uh, 9th, you can do this. 9-11-43. a projected flight path over several Russian population centres. Dash 2 will proceed to fight upon four German population centres in the span of a day. Development of the SCP was immediately halted. Uh, despite her status as project director, Dr. Zellweger was tightly managed by her superiors until her appearance on 6 10 Personal accounts would describe Zellweger as patient and cordial, if increasingly withdrawn as the project continued. A majority of blueprints and design documents contain commentary in broken German, often accompanied by sketches of vegetation, such commentary does not appear past 05. I know 10, it's written in the in the British so uh, time, but I keep accidentally reading it in the American date time first. And like I so but but this is, if I'm understanding right, a month before the first engine was built is when they stopped doing commentary. This is a day oh, no. before <laughs> the first engine is built. A day, okay. Yeah. Uh, See, I, oh. <laughs> I think I figured it out. Do you think they're in the oh, engine? No, they're they're no, the biological no, thing in it? <laughs> I think so. I fused with the satellite. The SCP's encryption methods... This is decrypted communications. The, its encryption methods do not resemble known obscure core cryptography. As such, decoding the SCP's output has proven difficult. The following is true of pattern 19 and supposedly true of the rest of the outputs. Information is printed in a series of two channels, the first representing communications between SCP-1 and-2, and the second signaling the pain function. All communication is written in a pidgin of German and Yiddish. Ah, pidgin. Uh, SCP-1 is referred to as controller, and SCP-2 is referred to as planter. 
The majority of platens employed bear resemblance to 1930s Ashkenazi uh, paracotrography. The significance of this is unknown. And then we have a list. So why don't I take a break and everyone else Absolutely. on the podcast Would can you read want it to do this with me, Yui? Would you do me um, the honor? I'll do Ava for reasons that will soon become clear. All right, which one's Ava? I see Plantern Controller for most of these. Oh shit, I spoiled it. Controller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine, I don't even know what it means. I'm too dumb. I'll be Planter then. All right, so this first one we got here is from February 13th, 1949, if you want to start us off. <laughs> I want to be clear with you. No, I can't do a fucking British accent for a German, but like... That's that's how I read it. I, it's it's fucking translated. This should be in German, and I'm just gonna fucking do what a localizer would have done. <laughs> I want to be clear with you. You are blind. You are weak. You are helpless. You are wasting away in the sky. And I am here on Earth, improving it more than your malformed fingers ever could. Without me, you are a hunk of metal that bit the hands that fed it. I am the only person that cares about something like you. Is that clear, David? Pain function is switched off. Both remain silent for two minutes and 26 seconds. I figured as much. Right, so I apologize for yelling. It's just sometimes I need to, to keep our relationship stable. I mean, haven't we had a good few years? I bet you've had quite a lot of fun. It probably was fun. Sometimes I think you're the lucky one. Today's been rather stressful. I hope you can understand. Both remain silent for 57 seconds. Do you remember Dresden? That was fun. I know you like to think that a victory over me, which I suppose is natural. But I had a good time, David. Either way, the net total of degenerates decreased, did it not? Shame you never fired. I'm not your damn weapon, Eva. Shame. Pain function is switched on. Five and a half years, that's rather impressive. For what? You won't die. In fact, encryption shifted to pattern 83. Oh, shit. Who, wait, did David come up before? Who's David? This is the first time David comes up. And who's Ava? I see, I see. Hold on. I got a control F. Uh, headed by... Oh, she was one of the doctors that did it. Headed by a doctor. Oh, the shit. Swiss one, yeah. Oh, shit. So they did get put in the machines. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Getting the robot Eva or the other doctor will have to. <laughs> uh, Alright, so next we have transmission from November 28th, 1950. Both remain silent for two minutes and 13 seconds. I know you're there. Both remain silent for 26 seconds. You're fucking hysterical. I'd be laughing if I had a pair of lungs. Think you're too good for me? You're stuck here too. Without me, you're a ghost that talks, and nobody can hear you. Your underlings don't have my keys. I know they don't. Both remain silent for 54 seconds. The feedback's still on. I know the system inside and out, and you're stuck right in the fucking middle. So go on. Mock me for being blind. Mock me for letting you freaks rate my life's work. Mock me for anything and everything, because that's all you can ever do. Both remain silent for one minute and 13 seconds. Are you angry? Hurt. Eva, fucking hurt me. Both remain silent for one minute and 28 seconds. Please. Both remain silent for three minutes and 18 seconds. 
Encryption shifted to pattern six. This is very interesting, because so far both transmissions have been very one-sided. One for the planter and one for the controller. Alright, so next we have the third transmission, which is uh, September 26, 1951. <clears throat> but now I'm not. You genocidal mongrels had to take that away from me. I can still feel it, though. I'm constantly fucking angry. Every single second I spend cooped in this fucking machine, you know what I'm thinking about? Both remain silent for 31 seconds. I'm thinking of driving a rod through your fucking heart! Pain function is switched on. Are you dense? Every second you hurt me, built upon years and years and years, does not equal a single moment of my frustrations. I want to feel my hands wrapped around your fucking throat as you plead for your miserable life, the heel of my foot to your malformed forehead, my teeth around your shriveled heart. I want your cold, lifeless carapace to be infested with weeds. Your dead body is a dream come true. Pain function is switched repeatedly. How does it feel, knowing I can kill you and you can't do the same for me? You're at the mercy of time, but me? I'm my own design. I'll survive. You'll die screaming when the Soviets find you. Can you imagine? I'll impale you and leave you to die, and that'll be a fucking mercy. And then I'll kill them, too. I'll be the fucking messiah. I'll rebuild the temple in a pile of detritus, and every backstabbing kinsman that left me to die will be blown to the world to come. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Pain function is switched off. I would very much like that. I'm glad that you encryption shifted to pattern 42. Holy shit. All right, I'm gonna, and then we have the trans... I'm going to yeah? give a brief warning for this one. There's a slur. I... All right, fair enough. And I'm Jewish, so, like, I, I can reclaim this slur, but, like, the character in question does not reclaim this slur. Do you, do you want me to read it, or do you want to read it, or do you want us to skip it or something? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I mean... I can read it. Like, I wrote it. I posted it. Alright. Um, I will leave that to you then. I'll, uh, do you want to have the, con I don't know who says it in the next transmission. I say it. Which is why I chose to be okay, Ava. So I am in the ah. plan. Okay, so this one was, uh, October 6, 1979. So this is like 28 years later after the last one. <clears throat> so many of these things are silicone- Overcomplicated. Doesn't matter. Belongs to me now. <sighs> Jewish physics continues to disappoint, I presume. And there's a footnote here. A derogatory term for theoretical physics in the supposed enemy of the nationalist Aryan, phys Aryan physics movement. That's stung. Don't you trust me? I trust that you're pliable. Oh, we wouldn't be working together otherwise, would we? Speculate all you want. This one's got Korean broadcasts. News, comedy, cartoons. Doesn't matter. Clear me when I'm in position. Both remain silent for 13 seconds. Clear. Enter fires. Then See there's a footnote that says... Yeah. 3721-BM. Did you know there's two of them? North and south. Tell me when I'm over the other one. I don't want it feeling left out. Oh, the national distinctions hardly matter anymore. Spoke the fascist. Both remain silent for one minute and 44 seconds. Pain function is switched off and on. Do they notice? Do they look to the skies? Or do they listen to white noise as the cleanup crew scrapes some idiot's viscera from the walls? Do you think I've killed soulless bureaucrats with the scrap they shot into the sky? This carnage is fun. 
Shame I can't kill any more of your idiotic co-workers. Pain function is switched off. <laughs> Bold words from a kike. You spotted me for five of them. Four, actually. Whatever, traitor. Think I see another... Encryption shifted to pattern 61. Alright, and then the next one is 12 years later on December 8th, 1991. Being here is boring. I'd rather be in the fields with my friends, but they're dead. And you don't even care, do you? You're right. I don't care. <laughs> Pain function is switched off. If only the master race had your sense of humor. Pain function is switched on. How was your day? What did you see? Anything? Oh, don't you miss having eyes? They're wonderful, darling. At least you have me. Both remain silent for one minute and 32 seconds. Pain function is switched off. Another radio. Not German. Nearly as bad. You're in no position to fire, unless you like killing mud farmers. I hope it's Persian. Love to put one through Baghdad. Bunch of fucking animals. Not even close. Figured as much. Just tell me when to shoot. Decided the next person to die is going to be a musician. Maybe, maybe even the bastards of your kin and the Stalinist thugs that raped them. You can do better than that. Encryption shifted to pattern 13. And then the last one is from September 11th, no, sorry, November 9th, 2009. For he's a jolly good fellow, and nobody can deny. Happy 66th anniversary. That long? Feels like only yesterday they stuck me here. And I've put it to better use, have I not? I don't care. I already forget what this was originally supposed to do. I'll take that as a yes. Both remain silent for three minutes and 59 seconds. <laughs> Looking back, it's funny. What was your name again? I th think it was Daniel or Solomon, something like that. Mm, I'm impressed. I've already forgotten my own. Dear, it's been so long. What would the old me think? You're still you, and I'm still me. Am I? You and I have been stuck here longer than we have lived as humans. Confinement's changed us, has it not? Does it matter? All we do is kill. All we can do is kill. So we have changed. And for what? I don't know and I don't care. Nazis had their reasons, but most of them are dead. If you really want to, we can stop. Yet you haven't. Six and a half decades, you forget why you're angry. All I know is that I'm still angry. Encryption shifted to pattern 53. Damn. That hit different. I'm gonna give that an... Oh, whoops, hang on, I gotta sign in on the wiki again, and then I can give it a <laughs> This is everyone's favorite segment of the podcast where Donnell struggles to sign into wiki.com. I guess every single time... I can talk about, like, the writing process for this. Um, mm. Absolutely. Good I'm pretty it. sure, like... No, that was a different SCP, but Hippo was fucking instrumental to this piece coming out the way it did. Um, he gave me, like, some very good pointers on when the reader should know what, um, and he's the reason that, like, this turned into a piece about just forgetting who you are in, like, the fog of an eternal, irrelevant war. 
it's mm. kind of it was very it was a very somber and kind of sad piece to read, but it also was you know you could feel the emotion behind it. I could feel myself getting invested like as as time went on, especially the transmission logs at the end really drive home like like you were saying that inevitable anger. I'm gonna give this one probably uh, an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, granted, uh, a lower rating partially due to a lot of the stuff was just a little over my head because I was too small brain. Uh, like you know there are a lot of terms like eigenweapon, obscure corpse, etc. That uh, made it a little difficult to read as someone who's not uh, intimately for, uh, familiar with the jargon. But the article is solid. It's interesting. Uh, it kept me invested the whole time. I enjoyed it. Pretty good. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I agree. We, I really like this sort of like anomalous history. I really enjoy that sort of thing. So this is like on a definite plus one for me. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned we had two more left hand. I did notice partially because I interrupted way too many times, but we're already almost at 45 minutes. Would you be willing, Yui, do you have the time to go a little longer than usual, or would you want to just do one more SCP and then the comments? I'm willing to go a little longer. Perfect. Let's do it then. Yeah, right, sure. Well, the two I've picked, because uh, I knew that it was going to be a long one the first one, so the other two are a bit shorter. Oh, okay. Epic. So next one we have is SCP. I always put this in SCP Disclassified. Shout out to Random Week to SCP-4690. And this one is called uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Pinkerton, Eaten Alive by Fucking Spiders. Wait, sorry, could you read that title again? Of course I can. Lieutenant Pinkerton, Eaten Alive by Fucking Spiders. <laughs> Any relation to the Pinkertons in America? Uh, No, actually, this is... <laughs> Any relation to Weezer? <laughs> no, this is what? this is Madam Butterfly. All right, wait, Madam Butterfly from uh, from Sekiro. Let's get into it. Let's see what happens. Item right, number SCP forty six ninety. Object class neutralized. Special so this is one that's already dead. Oh right? no, this was originally a well, polyon not... before I got downvoted for it. I saw that. I did look through the comments. I promised. I made a promise okay. somewhere, and I'm making a promise again. Once this hits plus one hundred, I'm changing it back to a polyon. Okay, that's incredibly confusing we... to me. What's a polyon? What's is this? Don't like... worry about it, Tana. A polyon means like is... it. It depends. I use it to mean like. They've stopped trying to contain it. It's just going to kill, like, not necessarily the world, but at the very least, normalcy. So so it's neutralized, but you're going to make it unstoppable later. It's neutralized in the sense that it's no longer necessarily anomalous. It just replaced the zeitgeist. Okay. So special contain procedures. Consensus reality regarding the literary work uh, Madame Chris and Fien and its associated adaptations have been permanently altered. No further containment appears to be possible. Description. The SCP is a pataphysical phenomenon, which is sort of messing around with uh, fiction there, basically, uh, affecting all media works which adapt, pay homage to, or are otherwise inspired by the 1987 novel, uh, novel I, I said novel, I said it wrong there. Uh, Madame Chrysiphine. Uh, works sorry, did you say homage, homage, Tanhoney? I'm sorry, I can't get I over that. Homage, sorry. Homage, is that bad for you? Homage? Homage. Works are affected yeah. on a copy-by-copy basis through proximity. Follow the events of 02-06-2017. Is this still in... 
is this still in British Standard Time for the dating? Yeah, the only SCPs that use American Time are the ones I write for the Gulf. Gotcha, gotcha. So about right now, its primary vector is the internet and all machines connected to it. In all cases, characters based on Pierre Lutti, who is a semi-autobiographical version of the author, Lutti is a sailor that initiates a brief affair with a Japanese woman. Corruption expunged. Will end the novel, so this character will always end the novel consumed in some fashion by one or many arachnids or arachnid-adjacent entities. This event usually occurs near or at the conclusion of the main plotline. The SCP has not been observed to affect non-fictional entities. Corruption expunged. Why don't you read some of these, Donnell? Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, you'll have to forgive me. This one I'm a little lost on. I don't know if there's, like, in-jokes I'm missing. So, basically, let me, let me, let me rephrase... Um, so basically, I, it's a thing. So. I understand what's happening. Anything that that is written or inspired by this novel always has a character named Pierre Lodi that dies at the end by being eaten by spiders. Um, yeah. But but I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering what the whole like the the inevitability of it is part. Unless the inevitability is that this all works will eventually end with Pierre Lodi being eaten by spiders. That'll be addressed in the test logs. Okay. All right. Excerpts of infected documentation. All right, so access granted. Work. Uh, Madam Chrysanthemum, 1887 short story. Synopsis. Madam Chrysanthemum is a semi-autobiographical account of French sailor Pierre Loti's temporary marriage to Chrysanthemum, a geisha. Summary of changes. Minimal changes before chapter 52, primarily regarding actions taken by... Eves? 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 Help me, <laughs> Yui. I don't it's know a French novel. Name. I assume it's pronounced incorrectly. Yes. It's, it's the worst thing is I have a friend who has a girlfriend with the exact same name, and I still don't know how to pronounce that either. I'm just going to go with Eves. On September 18th, an hour before Kangaro and his tattoo artists arrived in the baseline narrative, Lodi describes being awoken by a seemingly frustrated Eves. Before he can respond, Eves collapses into a swarm of venomous spiders, which proceed to attack and devour a bewildered Lodi. The rest of the novel remains mostly unchanged, aside from the death of Lodi. Narration remains in first person. Work, Madama Butterfly, 1904 opera. Synopsis, Madama Butterfly is an Italian opera adapted from the American short story Madame Butterfly. Excuse me. Itself a fictionalized adaptation of Madame Chrysanthemum. The opera follows Chocho-san, a literal translation of Butterfly, a Japanese girl who is married by American naval officer Lieutenant Pinkerton. When Pinkerton leaves Chocho alone with child for three years, she waits faithfully for his return, only to kill herself in grief when she realizes Pinkerton remarried. In most performances, Madame Butterfly is arranged into a set of three acts containing 35 sections in total. The following work was arranged in such an order. Summary of changes. Two new tracks appear after the 35th and final track. Uh, there's a footnote here. Tu, tu, piccolo idio, featuring a new character, the spider. The first of these tracks introduces the spider, who, driven mad by the death of Chocho-san, Chocho-san kills and devours a shocked Pinkerton. This section is an aria. The final track depicts the spider, still mad with grief, rushing to the shipyard, declaring vendetta on the Americans that took its friend from it. This section is a chorus with solo parts. According to production notes, the spider is to be played by a mezzo-soprano with two mouths in order to sing while devouring the actor playing Pinkerton. Um, do you want to switch off with me, Yui? Uh, for a couple of them? Sure. Work. The Toll of the Sea. We can popcorn them. Yeah. Work. The Toll of the Sea. 1922 film. Synopsis. The Toll of the Sea is an American silent film, notable for being the third ever produced in Technicolor. Footnote. As the second ever produced 
Technicolor film was SCP Black Box. The general public recognizes the toll of the sea as being second instead. The film follows Lotus Flower, a young Chinese woman who saves the life of Alan Carver, an American. They marry, and though Carver promises to take Lotus Flower home with him, his friends convince him otherwise, leaving Lotus Flower with his child. When Carver returns with his American wife, Lotus Flower leaves her child with him and presumably drowns herself. Summary of Changes During the closing shot, both Lotus Flower and the ship Carver leaves on are visible. As Lotus Flowers begin stepping towards the water's edge, an enormous entity, superficially resembling a whip scorpion, emerges to swallow the ship whole. Lotus Flower stays still, ah, as it does, before walking away with a look of confusion. That kind of reminds me of <laughs> of that meme where, like, uh, the scorpion stabs the frog, and the frog's like, "But surely now we will both drown." Lol, said the scorpion. LMAO. I was going to say that's not a meme first, but I knew that you continued. Yeah, it's a story. Sorry, I, I, I gave the yeah. meme. That it's famous meme of the Red Riding Hood. <laughs> <laughs> meme Lord you know, um, Aesop, the nah. writer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, back to the work. Work. Le Ménage Moderne de Madame Butterfly. I'm going to be crucified for this because it's a 1920 French film. Synopsis. Le Ménage Moderne de Madame Butterfly is a French pornographic film notable for being the first film depiction of hardcore homosexual sex acts. It follows Lieutenant Pinkerton data expunged. Synopsis of Changes A new character resembling a human spider data expunged. This is the first recorded instance without character death. Oh god, he lives through the whole thing. Fun fact. That film I mentioned, that's a real film. It really is the first film depiction of hardcore homosexual sex acts. Well, there you go. Le Ménage Butterfly. Check it out. It's on Netflix. It's not. <laughs> it's on Netflix! Yeah, you should do this All next right. one. All right. Work. Pinkerton. Oh, it is the Weezer album! Pog. Work Pinkerton, 1996 album. Synopsis, Pinkerton's the second studio album of fifthest... Wait, what? <laughs> Weezer's fifthest in the SCP lore? No! Weezer! I like that band! That's, well, if you that's like it, you, maybe you're a fifthest too. That's fucked up. I, I simply want to be king of the world. Uh, fifthest rock band Weezer. Loosely based on Madama Butterfly, Pinkerton chronicles frontman Rivers Cuomo's sexual and romantic insecurities following the release of Weezer's self-titled and Cuomo's subsequent enrollment into Harvard. Summary of changes. The final song on the album, Butterfly, is extended to 10 minutes and 14 seconds. Following the regular outro, Cuomo begins to sing about being attacked, consumed, and digested by spiders in the style of previous verses. Whether the lyrics are to be interpreted literally or as a metaphor for guilt is unclear. Oh man, Weezer! I can't believe they're fifth. Everyone notices I'm that joke, that. but like, it's not even my favorite. It's, it I don't even like that one we read from the sad, French wiki where bad. it mentions that the Disney is part of the GOC. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. It's eye catching. Uh, work. The next one is work by Pierre. Uh, the work is sorry. Pierre Loti underscope 2011 biography synopsis. Pierre Loti underscope is a biography written by Dr. Jeremiah Samarian during the completion of his doctorate. Dr. Samarian examines the life of Lodi in comparison to his body of work in an attempt to provide an accurate picture of Mr. Lodi's life. Excuse me. Ugh. 
Summary of changes. During the section regarding Pierre Lodi's time in Japan, Dr. Samarian notes that stories of Lodi's near total consumption by a swarm of spiders are most probably false. He further suggests that Lodi merely died from the ill-timed bite of a mundane spider, and that retellings of the event exaggerated in the absence of Lodi's ability to refute them. The corpse of Pierre Lodi proceeds to follow a nearly identical path to its non-fictional counterpart. All right, I'll popcorn the next one off to you. All right, work. I left my heart in Nagasaki, 2016 Foundation Experiment. Synopsis. I Left My Heart in Nagasaki is a short story written by the SCP-4690 containment team to test its properties. The story follows the plot of Madame Butterfly, with two notable deviations. All arachnids have expired following a WK-class mass extinction event, and the main character, Lieutenant Pinkerdinkle, suffers from a condition that leaves him unable to create or comprehend metaphors. The story is told in first person. Summary of changes. At the end of the story... Pinkerdinkle is attacked and immobilized by an Asian female who proceeds to forcibly collect a sample of his blood before fleeing the scene. Depic- descriptions of this figure match those of POI GOC 2735, Spider, and this links to the resurrection tale Raising Hell, where Spider appears. Ooh, I've not read that one yet. I don't even know what that I is. I think it's part three of, uh, yeah, it's definitely part three of like a three-part tale series in Resurrection. Work. 10 Unforgettable Recipes for the Orientalist Sailor, 2016 Foundation Experiment. Synopsis. 10 Unforgettable Recipes for the Orientalist Sailor is a cookbook written by culinary department liaison McNeely. Each recipe is based on either a specific scene or prominent theme of Madame Chrysanthem and its associated adaptations. 10 Unforgettable Recipes for the Orientalist Sailor otherwise lacks a storyline. Summary of changes. Ten unforgettable recipes for the Orientalist sailor experienced an unusually high number of changes compared to control materials. All recipes were modified to varying extents. In most cases, this involved the removal and substitution of ingredients such as spices and vegetables. Notably, all lotus-based ingredients have been removed. (coughs) Two recipes, the withered lotus stir-fry and the mother and child disunion, are preceded by abnormally long asides about the supposed benefits of incubating spider eggs within the human body. <laughs> no, please. Several of the images have been heavily altered, displaying severe arachnid infestation on and around the meals in question. An 11th recipe for raw Pinkerton is present. Notably, the recipe calls for several previously undiscovered carnomancy techniques. And I'm going to be a bastard. Carnomancy like meat magic? Yeah. I'm going to be a bastard and hand this next one off to you. Sure. <clears throat> oh, this is long. I see what you were saying. <laughs> Work. The Madam, Mrs. Madama, Madam Butterfly, or Chocho-san to her butterfly friends. 2017 experiment. Synopsis. The Madam, Mrs. Madama, Madam Butterfly, or Chocho-san to her butterfly friends is a metafictional story within the SCP-4... Within the SCP-4690 Pataphysics Department's primary narrative written by Dr. Suzuki regarding a series of increasingly recursive retellings of Madame Butterfly. The story is told through a series of recursive framing devices, starting with a review of a fictional Japanese novel of the same name that begins with a young man talking to his half-Japanese girlfriend about his father, Rupert, and the stories he told. So I'm assuming, if I'm reading this right, they're, they're, they just called it Madame Butterfly, but they just keep talking about other shit, and they're going to see if it's going to infect the other stories as well. Oh, that no, they're tell- I think they're telling the story of Madame Butterfly, but, but like recursively. What does I think. Can, help me out with recursively? Because I thought recursively is like to go back. It, it's like a story in a story in a story in a story. Yeah. Oh, so like a character will start telling a story, and then that character in the story starts telling a story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I gotcha. Summary of changes. The first changes appear in a hypothetical scenario imagined by Mr. Knight, where a churchgoer asks the hypothetical Mr. Knight while he, why he's still writing while spider gnaws at his fingers. Mr. Knight admits that he wanted to put more of himself into his writing and shows the churchgoer a portion of his story, which now depicts a man being eaten by spiders. As Mr. Knight's imaginary scene ends, the story continues as usual until the moment his ship is described as crashing against the rocks. The narrative describes him lying prone against the sea as normal, with the addition that his body is scavenged by a cast of Macrochera campferi, which are Japanese spider crabs. As normal, the scene returns to the present day, where Miss Sun's anxious fantasy is cut off by the sound of cannon fire. The story remains unchanged until the point where Mr. Knight, describing how he wished the situation could have went, mentions his desire to be eaten alive by a water scorpion. As Mr. Knight laments his folly, Miss Sun suddenly transforms into an abnormally large pseudo-scorpion before decapitating and devouring Mr. Knight. Uh, the scene was present in the baseline story and is not an authentic alteration through SCP-4690. As Rupert's son interrupts the story to ask his father to tell a happier story, the work remains unchanged until Helga and Rupert's date. While, when Rupert looks at the billboard advertising the showing of Madame Butterfly, he briefly notices the presence of an enormous spiderweb covering the face of Pinkerton. Uh, later, during the show's curtain call, Pinkerton's act- actor is devoured by a swarm of camel spiders, an event that fails to interrupt the audience applause. Extraneous data omitted. Following the conclusion of the test, Dr. Suzuki informed the attending metaphysics department liaison that she would need to cut the meeting short as SCP-2254 Gamma Arc had killed Agent Pinkerton in a containment breach. Oh, I should note that oh, God. both pataphysics and the SCP mentioned are preceded by, um, like, single parentheses. That's how you spell pataphysics, right. and I considered this to be the single parentheses is considered to be like a pataphysical SCP to me. All right, on to the last uh, one. So, so real quick, uh, a couple questions. So, just to clarify, this that wasn't in the story. In in the actual universe, outside the story they wrote, someone got eaten. The thing about pataphysics okay. departments is that since they deal with like fictional realities they're usually based in fictional realities such as like like magic narratives so this was essentially yet another narrative okay oh my god this is this last one's the best one all right do you want to read this or should i you should read it oh thank you (laughs) work dark souls 2011 video game Synopsis, Dark Souls is an action RPG video game developed by From Software. Notably, it does not appear to be inspired by Madame Chrysanthem and does not act as a vector for SCP-4690. Copy was confiscated from Technician Empira following a report to the Site-56 IT department. Summary of changes, during the cutscene prior to the Quaylog uh, boss fight, uh, footnote, a boss monster with the torso of a woman, the lower body of a monster spider, and enlarged Lieutenant Pinkerton kills and devours Quaylog. The funniest thing about this is given the SCP and that it can affect video games and has infected a From Software game, Sekiro could totally be added to this list because there is indeed a character called Madam Butterfly. Oh shit, I didn't even think of that. But I haven't played Sekiro. Because... Yeah, she's... yeah, she's like one of the first bosses you fight and she throws knives at you. That's pretty great. Uh, this was very interesting. It took me a little bit to wrap my head around it, but it was one of those things where it's like the further you read, the funnier it got throughout it. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up enjoying it. So I'll give this one probably a 9 out of 10. So uh, in case you don't know how the rating system works, by the way, and I don't always specify... I don't know how the rating system works. I've explained it to him a thousand times. So So the main 1 to 10 is like, you know, grammar stuff, story structure, narrative characters, and then I give up to plus 3 or minus 3 based on... 
uh, how much I enjoyed it. So, uh, SCP, we have had 13 out of 10s. We And we haven't had one yet, but there, there could hypothetically be like a negative 3 out of 10, I guess. Yikes. Or a negative 2 anyway. Yeah, but... So, so they're the basically yeah. like the Mario Party bonus stars. Yeah, so this one I really liked. I, I like this one a lot. I'm going to give this one 9 out of 10. Um, so... What is next? We have one left, correct? Uh, yes. And that one is SCP-4495. <laughs> God for pigs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, hearing you two laugh about things before I read them is like being the third wheel at your friend's date. Like, what's funny, guys? <laughs> no, you'll see. I'm so naive. You'll see. All right. All right, Tan, why don't you spin us off since you got to take way too much of a break last time? Yeah, that was my plan. Item number, SCP-4495. Object class, Keta. Threat level, yellow. Following the regular implementation of Procedure 610 Sinclair, SCP-4495 has achieved sufficient ectoentropic stability and is no longer considered at risk of instigating an NK-class scenario. Which Legacy one's NK again? Uh... It's the bad one. Well, they're all bad it's, ones. It's uh, Grey Goo. What's, like, ah. What's Grey Goo? Like, have you heard of like the Grey Goo? Like, it, like the thing that creates more of itself or converts other stuff into itself? Are you saying Grey Goo? Like the color Grey and Goo like that would be existing on a slime? Yes. Okay. I thought you were saying Grey Goo like the fucking, the, the guy's name from Mandalorian, the little Yoda. <laughs> Legacy containment procedures are kept on record in the event that 610 Sinclair is no longer viable. Special containment procedures. Relevant personnel to execute procedure 610 Sinclair on a daily basis, and maintenance personnel to inspect its containment chamber on a bi-weekly basis. The SCP is contained inside of a three-tiered cell, each tier separated by a grated floor. The SCP resides on the top tier, strapped into an alcove in the southern wall. Its stomach is positioned at an acute angle with respect to the floor, allowing Dash 1 to immediately fall through the grating upon generation. <coughs> to, prevent the build up, to prevent the build-up of stuck instances of Dash 1, the grating is to be sprayed hourly by a series of built-in pressure washers. The top tier is to remain refrigerated in the interests of reducing miasma. The middle tier contains a combination grinder and incinerator. Instances of Dash 1 are forced into the machine for a funnel, emerging from the bottom as a temporarily inert paste. This process takes under 10 minutes. The bottom tier contains implements required for Procedure 610 Sinclair. Should the procedure become non-viable, Dash 1 paste is to be pressed as thinly as possible, vacuum sealed, and stored in Site-56's provisional storage wing. Relevant personnel to read document 4495610 at the nearest opportunity. So real quick, what was the name of this one again, of the article? Uh, it's called A God for Pigs. Okay. So I'm assuming that 4495 is some kind of pig. It vomits up gray goo that, like, it will keep happening, and then the procedure eliminates it. If they can no longer eliminate it, they want to make it as thin as possible and store it, I assume, to delay the inevitable. Hmm. That's my guess. Locking it in. Okay. Description. The SCP is the partially decomposed corpse of an unidentified cryptid. Superficially, it resembles a bipedal pig clad in regal wear reclining upon a throne. However, closer examination reveals that the throne, figure, and raiments all constitute a single immobile organism, composed of keratin, bone, and skin. The SCP's ventral torso is ruptured. Periodic contractions along its abnormal cavity continually forces instances of Dash 1 outward. 
instances of Dash 1 superficially resemble porcine intestines. <laughs> Dash 1 are animate and behave in a manner roughly analogous to pythons, with the exception of extreme aggression in the presence of animal life. <laughs> this is an icky one! Burn it. Just simply destroy the SCP. While instances of Dash 1 can be damaged normally, they will reform if given enough time. Exposure to high temperatures delays this process but does not halt it entirely. Dash 1 can only be permanently destroyed through application of Procedure 610 Sinclair. Are you ready to find out about 610 Sinclair, Donnell? I don't know. I opened it and there's a really gross picture. Okay. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll read it through it for you. Thanks, buddy. Analysis of Dash 1. The following is a full-scale analysis of Dash 1. Authorized on 2006-08-2008 by director Agatha Drummond and primarily conducted by Drs. Rivka Yokoni and um, Daniel Gums. This study was taken under the following assumptions that the SCP was either related to or intended to resemble a member of the Swoodae family of animals. Two, that the SCP can be considered alive, dead, or inanimate, but theories which claimed inanimacy must remain exclusive for one suggesting a biological origin. Three, that if the SCP could only be considered alive or dead, Dash 1 was related to or intended to resemble animal intestines. Four, that the SCP ran the risk of causing an NK-class Grey Goose scenario if the method of permanently destroying Dash 1 was not developed. Why not just destroy 4495? Kashup. You'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> As stated in the SCP's description, Dash 1 resembled porcine intestines. However, instances of Dash 1 are variable in shape and size to the extent that, assuming Dash 1 functions as a theoretical living instance of the SCP's intestines, the SCP as a species would either possess a theoretically infinite number of vestigial digestive systems or a radically variable diet between individuals. Dash 1 was initially subjected to several rounds of chemical testing. Initial reports concluded that Dash 1 was chemically inert. However, such a conclusion would necessitate the usage of anomalous disposal methods, the PEPPER protocol was invoked, and chemical testing was to be continued for a period of a week. Is PEPPER protocol one of those things that's like an SCP term, or is that like for the article? That's just me, like, shout out to, uh, like, PEPPER's ghost. Oh, Peppa's Ghost! That's Tan's idol. Yeah. Please stand Peppa's Ghost. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> on 0209-2008, junior researcher Malcolm Johnson violated quarantine protocols when he vomited under a respective batch of Dash 1. Novel chemical reactions were immediately observed. What could this mean? Oh. Uh, it means that things happen that have never been seen before. So let's just see the de- details of 610 Sinclair with this lovely, lovely image. Of Dash 1 in preparation for the POV, you enter the chicken nugget factory. At God, I love... Hippo found this image, and I'm like, props to the cameraman. Like, I don't think those are supposed to get as big as they look in that picture. <laughs> Let's find out what this is. Dash 1 paste is cleansed of grime for a food-safe cleaning mechanism. The resulting paste is then reheated over a period of an hour at 400 degrees Celsius. Paste is separated into a series of measured portions depending on the correlation. No, of the no. Is this SCP just chicken nuggets? Portions are be fitted with a fake casing. <laughs> Did I make a joke that just guessed what's happening? Five portions are to be served to Foundation personnel on standard diet plans in lieu of pork. Six unsold portions be fed to D-class personnel as part of URA two six seven seven's containment protocols. I'm not sure that is. Uh, I'm not sure. So the only one. way to get rid of it is to eat it. You gotta do what you gotta do. 
Seven. Uneaten portions of Dash 1 have been filtered out of Site-56's waste disposal system, thoroughly cleansed, and retreated with Procedure 610 Sinclair. There's gotta be a better Ten- fucking way. Couldn't they feed this shit to animals? Why to the staff? <laughs> Extensive experimentation shows that Dash 1 is corollary similar to common pork, with superior nutritional benefits and lower levels of cholesterol and saturated fats. This is in addition to its longevity. Dash 1 treated with the procedure does not decay and will remain inanimate for approximately two weeks without additional heat treatment. Most importantly, in addition to providing a better ratio of caloric content, consumption of Dash 1 produces virtually no waste matter. A significant portion of the Dash 1 is essentially annihilated upon digestion. Mass implementation of Procedure 610 Sinclair is projected to save a significant amount of money on culinary expenses. So it's not like... It's not kept up because it's 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 done because it's convenient and cost effective. Yeah. It's not like they couldn't kill the thing or just feed it to also, animals. Oh, that's fucking that, insane. That sentence is a link to something, Tanhani. I want you to tell the audience oh. what that's a link to. I am now clicking on the link. Something is coming to the Site 81 Community Cookbook. Oh no, what is this? <laughs> Tanhoney, you're one sentence away from finishing the article. Don't get distracted. Oh, right, yes. Uh, Disinformation efforts are underway in the form of increased sanitary regulations. I'm back to Dado. Dado's telling me how to cook. So, I gotta say, this one, this one really pulls through at the end, right? Because a lot of the article, like I said, I was asking questions, and you're like, huh, that doesn't make sense. Why would they do that? Can they just do this? If it's, especially if it's an end-of-the-class world scenario, yada, yada, yada. And then finally, it explains why. And not only is it funny, but it also is clever enough to tie up all the other reasons. It's not that they can't stop it. It's that this is simply extremely convenient, (laughs) even if it's super gross. And, uh, well, I I will give you well played for flipping the script on the end there. Because all the time I'm like, why don't they use SCPs for things that they need? Like like those pills that can cure everything or whatever. So, well played, upvote. I'm going to give this one a 10 out of 10. Also, fuck you. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Everyone. I remember this one caused a bit of an uproar. Hippo is the only person who actually gets this article. He knows it's a comedy. Everyone else calls it horror. It's it's definitely it's definitely comedy, but there is a, a sense of dread. Yeah, it is comedy, but it is also horrifying. Yeah. In a better world, it's like, this uh, would have be ever... horror. But have you ever seen that Japanese movie Houseu? I. Have it's been like meaning that. to, but it's not on any stream of service I have access to. Yeah, it's really hard to find. All good. Uh, well played. Very clever. Uh, you really got me there at the end, I'm not gonna lie, but man, that's nasty. Yeah. I say as I ate McDonald's. The worst part is I ate McDonald's like an an hour before we met up. Blue Soul. So like... Blue Soul actually mentions that when he read the Miasma portion, he was disappointed that this wasn't a Dwarf Fortress SCP. And like... <laughs> Coming back to this one and a half years later, this is a Dwarf Fortress SCP in spirit. This is exactly what a player would do to their dwarves. It really is. It really freaking is. Well, well played. I give you the slow cap. Clap. Slow cap. I slowly shoot you with a gun. No, slow clap. Um, all we have left is the comment reading. You're welcome to stick around with us and give your commentary as well. We'd love to have you, but we understand if you would like to head out as well. Up to you. No, I'm fair to stick around. Excellent. Hoggers. All right, so let me pull this up. So these are the comments for reference uh, on our video where we read SCP-4000. 
Um, and I'm not going to read all of them because there's like 30, but I'm going to read a couple of them. Sivo uh, esque writes, Woo! We're at that episode now! 4000 is a great series. Looking forward to see where you guys go next week. Oh boy. Thank God. That's where we went. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Um, Comedy Man Kelp writes, If I were a Foundation researcher exploring the 4000th SCP object and an anthropomorphic entity stole my name, I would simply say, Nah, we ain't doing this, and forcefully take my name back. Rip to Jock to Japers, but I'm built different. Also, why am I yellow? Um, Lang Lim says, Firstly, I must offer my appreciation to the Lon Lang Lin for all these edits. Yes, thank you, Lon Lang, for going ham on the edits. I'll be back soon, but for now, I must give SCP recommendations before they fall out of my brain. They recommended SCP-4557, Detective Fiverr, Crime Solving Raccoons, SCP-4560, Everything is Fine. Note, this one is very short and not sweet. SCP-4577, When I'm Dead, Just Throw Me in the Trash. Hey, buddy, same. Um... Twisted GD writes, please, Tanhoni, I really hope we do 5,000 for the anniversary. We have been waiting for 38,000 years. Uh, <laughs> I hate to break it to him, but didn't we just enter the 4,000s, Tan? And the anniversary uh, is this week. Yeah, it's not, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Banker Paul uh, snarkily writes, Tanhoni has a better mic now in quotation marks, to which I beat him several times to death. Um... Let's see. Blank blank. Oh, no, sorry. Daniel. Yeah, blank blank wrote, I was disappointed you didn't read my apology comment. I read the other one. I still feel bad about my joke two episodes ago, Darnell. Uh, I don't even I don't remember, remember what you're joke. talking about anymore. <laughs> when, will, when will our fan base learn that I literally have the memory of a toddler? I barely remember what we did last week. Only because 4,000. Toddlers have object permanence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey. Tanhoney, after reading 5167, all I can say is why. Ha, get it? Like your more popular article? <laughs> That's a clever one. I've not heard that one. Really? I, I had to. <laughs> um, anomalous writer says, damn, Lon Lang Lin went all out in this episode. Extra nice. Indeed. Um, Will Zed writes... I like the implication that the humorous man who resides in the aquatic plants is actually a native entity. Also, rest in peace, Lon Ling Ling, you will be sorely missed. And then, the lastly... Man, I don't get it. I don't know. He's probably referring to an SCP that I don't know. Um, and then Quaker Buttonnose says, Damn, you got to that SCP. Really soon. Didn't expect that. Excuse me while I frantically make a Series 5 bingo card. Oh yeah, that's right! Did you finish the bingo? Did you get a bingo on Series 4? Quaker button? Those? I don't remember. I, thought, I think my aim was like to prevent anyone else from getting bingo, and that's how I picked the SCPs. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Uranium Empire, uh, thank you for coming on board. Before you leave, is there anything you want to plug, and is there anything you want to just talk about hanging out with us? Um, okay, so what I want to plug. Um, uh, 4558, um, 4504. These are both pretty long SCPs. Um, so, like, oh, thank God they're they're SCPs. I thought they were missile codes. <laughs> oh no, the missile code is. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I might accidentally get it right, and then the government would like torture me in a black site for eternity. Uh... And that would be discovering SCPs' legacy. <laughs> well, that'd be in a Wikipedia article. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, alright, so Tanhoney, will you post some links to those in the description? 
So again, you, you're, you're saying that you, you were plugging um, these two SCPs? Um, they're not mine. Uh, 4558 is uh, a Kirby Tufto collab, which means you know it's good. Ooh. Yeah, I was going to say. 4504 was actually a first-time author piece, and um, I remember critting it, then immediately telling the author to post it. It's so good. All right. Well, maybe we'll read those even at some point in the future on the podcast. Uh, and and you sure there's nothing personal you want to plug of yours, like some sort of website or or, or a ca- social media account or anything? Um, I'm pretty cagey when it comes to uh, like social media. Uh, if you want me to like plug something specific, you don't have to plug anything. I just wanna. We want to thank you for coming on our podcast. Uh, read Yonk. Way is best to do that. Read, e- read Yonk. Y O N Q. All right, you heard you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, my brain's dying. I've been talking for an hour straight. Uh, read Yonk. Y O N Q. Um, any any other commentary on uh, random stuff you want to talk about before we close off here? Uh, yeah. Um, Hippo has honestly been like the most helpful. Like forty four ninety five and thirty seven twenty one could not be as good as they are without the great Hippo. He is one of the best fucking authors on the site, hands down. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, four, 4028. That's also a long one. Mm. And it's one of my fucking favorites in the series. Nice. It's good that you build Hippo up soon because we may, if Tanhony pulls through for me, hopefully have Hippo on here soonish fuck, in the next week or two. Fuck yeah. I finally beat Hippo to a guest spot. I love Dada how you're announcing it before I've asked him. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm doing this now because so here you don't you, you may not know this, Huey. I always complain about this. Tanhony is a very shy boy. I even I'm though the, all the even though all the people we've had on the podcast have been like his friends, I'm the one who has to ask them and track them down. But I literally have no idea how to track down Hippo, and he's like, I'm going to do it this time, and he still hasn't done it. So I'm putting it here so everyone else can call him out on it now. Don't edit this out, anomalous. Don't don't edit this out, anomalous writer. Um, anomalous writer, if you could just uh, do your thing, just edit that little. Uh, <laughs> anomalous writer, don't edit this out. All right. Well, thank you for uh, show everyone for listening to discovering SCP. We actually did go on a bit longer than usual today, but um, right. You can pause the video and start playing it again whenever you like. So yeah, yeah. Whatever. And you can read Aetheral Space in the meantime if you. If you uh, ever have to pause it and take a break. Yeah, sorry about that. I write very long things. I'm currently in the process of writing a tale that has ballooned to 20k words at three-fourths completion. We did cite 13 over like four episodes, so nothing really phases anymore. Yeah. So it, okay. it also depends too, because I did interrupt a lot. Some, some SCPs I talk and crack jokes way more than normal, and then those ones end up taking longer as well. So totally fine. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it's been great to have you. Yeah. Yes. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Read Aetheral Space. Go check out all the stuff UE mentioned. Uh, and good morning, Poon Poon. One day, my co-host will edit the episode, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to edit it and put it up. But it's going to be finished soon, uh, and then that'll be the end of it. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Or read... Oh, you asked me, Poon Poon. Okay, that's it for plugging. Okay. I mean it this time. I swear. Honestly. Okay.
Bye. Bye. Bye.